you ever wondered why you react the way you do in certain situations with friends or loved ones? Or why you feel more content being alone? Or maybe you prefer to be surrounded by others? Often, our reactions to others and our preferences about other people are related to the first bonds we made as a child. Hi everyone, my name is Lisa Don Hamilton. On this episode of This Is Fine, I'll be talking about attachment styles and how they correlate with stress and trauma in our lives. This episode was written by my student Shelby, and I'll be reading her words. Attachment describes the psychological bonds we create with people in our lives. There are different attachment styles, and your style can impact how you interact with others. Your style can influence how comfortable you are with sharing personal information, reaching out when you need help, and making connections with others. Attachment styles, as I mentioned, are also linked to trauma in both childhood and adulthood, so we will discuss these effects. Attachment styles are a big deal, and understanding them can help you better understand yourself and your relationships. Attachment styles are initially formed during the first years of a child's life based on how caregivers act toward the child. Do the caregivers respond to the child with positive emotion? Are they sensitive to the child's emotional state? Do they meet the child's needs? Essentially, to form a secure attachment, an infant needs to feel safe and taken care of. If that doesn't happen, it can be extremely stressful for a baby and affect its future development. Humans are highly social animals, and they cannot survive on their own. If a baby's needs are not being met, if it's hungry, uncomfortable, alone, or in pain, it signals danger. Attachment theory was first defined by John Bowlby, who described attachments as, quote, lasting psychological connectedness between human beings, unquote. Bowlby argued that infants have innate proximity-seeking behaviors that allow them to bond with their caregivers. With attachment, there are a series of stages of how we develop our attachment in infancy towards our primary caregivers. At first, infants are indiscriminate with their attachment although they do tend to focus on a primary caregiver. There's also then a phase of specific attachment that begins around seven months. This is when an infant forms a special attachment for one individual. The baby will seek comfort from this person and look to them for security and protection. They will become very upset when separated from this person. Finally, there's a multiple attachment stage, and this takes place from 10 months onwards. During this stage, infants will start to make attachments to other people. Typically, they will then form a bond with both parents, their siblings, and their grandparents by this stage. In childhood, there are four types of attachment styles. Secure attachment, and then three types of insecure attachment. Insecure attachment means that the child's needs have not been met and or the primary caregiver has failed to create a safe and inviting environment for the child. This means the child may have been exposed to mixed emotions or been rejected or neglected by their primary caregiver. Mary Ainsworth was a researcher in the 1970s who developed a test called the Strange Situation to test children's attachment styles. For this test, a child is brought into a room full of toys with their primary caregiver. Researchers first observe how the child interacts with their caregiver alone. Then, a strange adult enters the room and the caregiver leaves for a few minutes. Researchers are interested in the child's behavior both when the caregiver leaves and when the caregiver comes back. Using the strange situation, I'll explain the four types of attachment, 
which are secure, anxious ambivalent, anxious avoidant, and disorganized. Secure attachment is when a child feels at peace when they're with their primary caregiver. If they become upset, they can quickly be calmed by the presence of the caregiver. They're able to develop strong worldviews and have a positive self-view. This attachment style is developed by having parents who are loving, caring, and present in their child's early years. In the strange situation, a securely attached child would be upset when their caregiver leaves and happy when they return. The child will reach for their caregiver when they come back and be able to be calmed down easily once they return. Anxious ambivalent attachment is when a child feels like they must act out in order to get attention from their parents. They will usually be unpredictable and labeled as moody. When they act out, they do so to receive attention, not to get in trouble. This attachment style occurs when caregivers are distant and inconsistent in how they deal with their child during the first few years. In the strange situation, when the caregiver comes back into the room, an anxious, ambivalent child is inconsolable. They come across as being angry at the caregiver for leaving, but they don't know how to deal with those emotions. The caregiver is unable to calm the child. These children are unable to use their caregiver as a source of support. Anxious avoidant attachment is when a child feels as though they cannot express themselves fully. They usually have strict parents who have high expectations for them. This child will try to please their parents and suppress their emotions. When the caregiver leaves in the strange situation, the child will not be very emotional, and when the caregiver returns, the child may ignore them. In one description, the child was stiff, and when the parent picked the child up, the kid remained solid, kept their arms at their side, away from their caregiver, and did not make any eye contact. Essentially, the child avoided the caregiver's attempt to make them feel better. Lastly, disorganized attachment is when a child is neglected or abused by their parents. They do not have a strong bond to their primary caregiver. They usually develop disorganized ideas on how relationships should be, which causes them to avoid social situations. The reactions of disorganized children to their caregivers are often unpredictable. During the reunion phase of the strange situation, the child might be upset and seek comfort, be upset and reject the caregiver, or just completely ignore the caregiver. If a child did approach the caregiver, they might freeze before the caregiver was able to comfort them. When a child does not have a secure attachment with their primary caregiver, they are often stressed and anxious. Early childhood development is very important. This is where we set children up for how they will take on the world in their adult life. The attachment styles that children have with their primary caregivers affect their cognitive development, their ability to self-regulate, as well as their self-image and worldviews. Let's break down what that all means. Having insecure attachments affects a child's worldview. They feel as though they are unable to fully explore the world around them. This can cause children to develop negative worldviews as a result. They might think that the world is scary and unfair. Insecure attachments also affect a child's self-image. Not having a primary caregiver who is consistent in a child's life can result in them feeling unworthy of love, which can then lead to negative self-image. Attachment styles can impact how we interact with our peers, too. Having a secure attachment allows a child to express themselves openly and explore their emotions. Attachment styles also impact how we deal with stress. And, like I mentioned before, the actual attachment style can be a stressor in the child's life. 
This will impact how a person copes with stress later on in their adult life as well. Our attachment styles that we have with our primary caregiver as a child often correlate to how we become attached to others in our adult life. For example, let's pretend there's a family of four, two parents and two children. Little Susie is three years old. She has a secure attachment with her parents. She has learned that they are there for her when she needs them and has learned how to regulate her emotions. Little Tommy, her brother, is six months old. He's still developing those important bonds that can form a secure attachment. All of a sudden, their father passes away. This impacts their mother's mental health negatively. She's often inconsistent in how she responds to Tommy, which leads Tommy to form an insecure attachment with his mother. Because Susie had already formed her attachments when her father died, she's more likely to have secure attachments through life. When Susie is an adult, she's more likely to feel confident in herself and is more comfortable being open in her relationships and seeking out help when she needs it. Tommy, on the other hand, has a negative self-image. He has trouble making deep connections and seeking help when he needs it. Let's get scientific now. There have been various studies conducted in order to figure out how attachment styles impact our lives. One study in particular examined how individuals would react to their partner acting rude or inconsiderate. This might include a partner yelling at them or displaying behaviors that they would consider to be destructive. This study was trying to get at how people with different attachment styles would react in this situation. Possible reactions included exit, so leave the situation altogether, voice, explaining how you feel openly and with reason, loyalty, trusting your partner, and neglect, feeling defensive and guarded. The results of this study found that when individuals were faced with a stressor, insecurely attached individuals were more likely to react defensively and guarded, while secure individuals were more likely to react openly and with reason. What this information tells us is that the attachment styles we had with our parents transfer to the attachment we have in our adult relationships. If we had secure attachment as a child, it is likely that we will reciprocate this in our adult relationships. When we feel secure in our relationships, we can express our feelings. If you experienced insecure attachment as a child, it can be a challenge as an adult to become securely attached to your peers or partners, but it can be done. So what about adult attachment styles? Like childhood attachment, there are also four adult styles. The first for adults is secure attachments. People who are securely attached usually have high emotional intelligence, are able to create healthy emotional connections with others, can understand boundaries, and are able to feel secure being alone or with someone. Securely attached individuals typically have a positive self-view and worldview. When something bothers them, they would rather discuss the problem and try to fix it rather than becoming angry or dismissive. Next is anxious preoccupied attachment. This is similar to anxious ambivalent attachment in childhood. These folks tend to feel more nervous and insecure about any relationship and fear being abandoned. Typically, someone who has an anxious preoccupied attachment style has many emotional reactions that can cause issues in relationships. This could include reactivity related to being jealous, possessive, or obsessive. They struggle to be by themselves, and they require a lot of love and support. Giving them constant validation can help to reduce their anxiety response, but it's not sustainable. 
Dismissive avoidant is the third attachment style. This style is related to the anxious avoidant style in childhood. People with this attachment style usually are highly self-sufficient and they typically avoid intimate relationships that might put them in a vulnerable situation. This might look like what's commonly called commitment issues. They are usually dismissive of any emotional obligations. Lastly is fearful avoidant attachment style, which corresponds with disorganized attachment in childhood. This attachment style is often correlated with having challenging life experiences, such as experiencing abuse, grief, and or abandonment. People with this style have a desire for intimacy, but because of previous experiences, they resist making deep connections with others. They feel being hurt again, which causes them to push people away. So now we know that our attachment styles impact how we respond to attachment-related stress. But our attachment styles also impact the ways in which we try to eliminate other kinds of stress. In one study looking at the links between attachment style and support seeking, most people in the study were likely to seek support from a partner when faced with a stressor. But their attachment style impacted their coping sequence. Adults who had secure attachments were more likely to seek comfort from their partner or someone they trust to help deal with their stress right away. Having experienced secure attachment as a child, they know that when they feel stressed, they can turn to their partner for comfort and support. People with insecure attachment styles tend to try other methods before they reach out to a partner. Insecurely attached individuals are more likely to try and solve their problems on their own first. This is because as a child, when they sought out comfort from their caregivers, they were dismissed and or received mixed signals. Attachment styles are also related to trauma. A traumatic situation is anything that causes someone physical, emotional, spiritual, or psychological harm. These experiences can cause a person great distress and anxiety. The evidence shows that individuals who experience more of an avoidant attachment style are at greater risk for post-traumatic stress symptoms as well as psychological stress. Think about it. If as an infant, a person felt abandoned and neglected, that sets the stage for ongoing trauma throughout their life. If the person did not have a caregiver who was consistent in how they responded to them, they now have trouble dealing with their emotions because they don't have appropriate internal resources to deal with them. This, in turn, increases their distress compared to someone who's securely attached. Individuals with avoidant attachment are also likely to have fewer social resources to help them deal with their stress. They find it harder to reach out for help and explain how they're feeling and what is wrong. As we learned previously in this episode, we know that not having a secure attachment makes it harder for us to express how we're feeling. This can be especially difficult when trying to navigate through a traumatic experience. Not only would someone be trying to figure out what has happened to them, they now have the added stress of trying to figure out how to cope and deal with their emotions. Due to past experiences of being ignored or mistreated emotionally by their caregivers, they might believe that they must overcome the trauma on their own. There's also research on how social support can help people with different attachment styles and their experiences with trauma. The purpose of one study was to examine how different types of social support specifically emotional and instrumental support, and adult attachment styles impacted an individual's recovery process from a traumatic event. Emotional support is the amount of comfort, care, and affection a person receives, and instrumental support refers to a person's problem-solving resources. 
The results showed that higher emotional and instrumental support led to less distress for individuals who were anxiously attached. However, only emotional support led to less distress in individuals who experienced avoidant attachment. Although further research is needed on this topic, this research provides us with a baseline for understanding how attachment styles and social support can predict post-traumatic stress. Understanding how people will react and cope after facing a traumatic event is very important. Educating people about these types of responses is also important because it can show folks that even though they might not have the resources needed to cope with their trauma, someone else does. The main takeaway from this episode is the importance of attachment in our lives. Our early childhood relationships to our primary caregivers shape us for how we will take on the world as adults. Understanding how attachment styles work allows us to predict how people will react in various situations. This can be extremely beneficial when dealing with stress and trauma. If we understand the relationship between attachment styles and trauma, then we can provide individuals with the resources they need in order to cope with their situation. I also just really want to make it clear that our attachment styles do not define us. Just because you had an insecure attachment with your primary caregiver does not mean that you're incapable of having healthy, loving adult relationships. We can work on our attachment through healing our trauma and other therapeutic interventions. You may just have to hit a few more speed bumps along your journey compared to someone else. Once again, this episode was written by Shelby. Thanks for sticking around to the end. I hope I was able to teach you a thing or two. This is Fine, a podcast about stress, burnout, and resilience, was created by students at Mount Allison University. The students created each episode as part of a fourth-year psychology class called Stress, Burnout, and Resilience, taught by me, Dr. Lisa Don Hamilton. There's a link in the show notes to access the full script with references. You can also go to mta.ca slash psychology and click on the This Is Fine podcast link. Episodes were recorded at the CHMA studios in Sackville, New Brunswick, or over the internet when that wasn't possible. Script assistance, podcast basics, and training were provided by Matt Tunnicliffe. Music and audio production by Jeremy Dahl at palebluedotstudios. Thanks for listening and for supporting these students' foray into the world of podcasting. <laughs>